from the city of brotherly love. This is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser. You just arrived to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strasser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete global chaos. Today, we're talking about online presence, an ever-important topic, especially with everything that's going on right now. First, if you're watching on YouTube, super thanks. They are now available on this channel. All you got to do is if you like the interview that you're watching, just hit that little super thanks button. I think it's a heart and a dollar sign or something like that. We'll get a couple bucks. It'll help support the channel. Allows us to do all the magic that we're doing because unfortunately it is not free to, to produce a podcast or if you don't want to give money through big tech don't worry we got you your back we have the freshest coffee known on earth we're talking about coffee that is roasted sealed and shipped within a 24 hour period directly to your doorstep and if you use code shark you're going to get 20 percent off of your order all you got to do is head on over to deadhousecoffee.com and just like with the super thanks all the proceeds directly go Go to this show so that we can continue doing what we do. Back to today's show. Online SEO, social media presence is as important as ever. And this episode was recorded, you know, probably uh, six to eight weeks ago, something like that. Uh, Fans of the show that normally watch most episodes know I had to kind of get two back surgeries and recover in the end of last year. So I had to kind of, you know, record bulk episodes while I was doing that recovery. Plus, I had to move in the middle of all of that. So life man i'm telling you what you know when it rains it pours but it's how you take that and how you deal with that rainstorm i just got an umbrella and we're doing fine but anyways you know your online presence is as relevant and as important as ever and we're having a major shakeup right now in the social media world with me uh, mr elon musk actually buying twitter You may love it. You may hate it. Doesn't matter because it is going to have a huge impact about how you market yourself and market your brand. So who do we have today? None other than Mr. John Lightfoot. John Lightfoot is the founder and CEO of Strategic SEO Solutions, SSS. He has over 20 years of marketing experience, both brand side and agency side. John is an SEO expert with decades of experience in working with many SaaS brands, B2B enterprise firms, Fortune 500, and startups alike. He and his teams are hands-on and managing their clients' on-site technical SEO, as well as off-site SEO, CRO, and overachieving analytics. Additionally, John sits on the Customer Experience Advisory Board at the University of California, Irvine. So, without further delay, let's bring Mr. John Lightfoot right on in here. Reach your customer. John, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. 
Glad to be here. That, uh, I don't think I would have ever uh, been excited to be shark bait before. I am today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. You know, I should get you like a little shark cage. Like I, I was thinking of sending mini shark cages out to people, but it was just too expensive. <laughs> you know, so stayed away from it. But uh, maybe someday eventually or chum buckets or something like that. But anyways, we got a tradition on the show. Very first question. What are you doing? Uh, what's your experience? Where have you been? You know, tell us in a nutshell, what makes John, John? Well, thank you. Uh, so yeah, so well, first and foremost, you know, I was, I, I come from the Midwest effectively uh, from Michigan, but I've been in California for yeah, decades now. So it feels, it certainly feels like, like home these days, but you know, I, I've got about 20 years of marketing experience, uh, 17 of which I've been really a student of SEO, but I've been involved in full integrated marketing for um, agencies, for brands, things of that nature today. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the founder of Strategic SEO Solutions, and I live, breathe, eat, sleep uh, SEO uh, day in, day out. Uh, as well as in and out, right? And in and out too. You know, you know, it's funny. It's funny about the in and out because uh, you know, I, I like we you know chatted. I, I you can't make it the way they do, so I just leave that to the experts. Yeah, yeah. I, I the day they get in and out. I mean, I think if they were ever to get an in and out out here in Philadelphia, that would probably be the only time I would ever wait in line, probably like eight or ten hours beforehand to be there on that first day and that's how bad I miss it. But, you know, hopefully one day they figure it out. I know they don't like to go too far because they like the fresh meat and stuff like that. But, you know, logistics is advancing. Maybe one day they'll figure it out how to get it coast to coast and keep it fresh. But any, yeah, definitely, definitely. So let's see, you know, SEO, Marketting, it's always one of those subjects, and it's probably one of our more frequent uh, subjects on the show. A lot of people come on here, and, you know, they, they have their opinions about what SEO is. And, you know, every expert I, I get, I ask the same question to because I get a different, different uh, definition for each person. So explain to us, what is your definition of SEO? Yeah, thank you. Uh, SEO is, of course, the acronym for search engine optimization. And truly, it is, it, is, it is just that. You know, it is the effort of optimizing a website so that it can have a, a more um, definitive presence within organic search. You know, if, if people visit uh, a, a Google, for example, and they perform a search, we, we all know about the ads at the top, and that's completely different. That's a paid segmentation. But beyond the ads, when there's those natural organic uh, search engine results, um, you know, what, what, what SEO does is helps websites to better rank and better populate those coveted spaces within organic search. Now, hasn't Google gotten a little bit goofy with their algorithm of late. Like for example, you listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts because it inspires me on how to host and become a better host. I like to hear, you know, what others are doing. It gives me ideas as far as how I can be better. Um, and a lot of people though use not necessarily just DuckDuckGo, but even now the Brave search engine, uh, they'll use alternatives that aren't Google because they feel that the 
SEO that they're pulling up is more accurate than whatever spin Google's putting on their algorithm. And that doesn't just follow with politics either. For example, I was trying, I just got a brand new, beautiful laptop for this podcast. It's uh, my first premium Asus laptop. Usually I go Lenovo, but this has two screens built in and it was just so unique and it had Thunderbolt 4. So it, it, I, I had to buy it. And I was trying to buy the extended warranty. Okay. Searching for that on Google was hell. It was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. I could not buy the, uh, find the link. I found the link to Asus Premium Care, but I couldn't find the link as far as actually buying the product. And Asus's website needs some work itself. Now, I Googled it. Um, I don't remember if it was through the Brave search engine or if I Googled it on DuckDuckGo, but I put the same exact. Uh, I put the same exact words in, and with that, uh, I ended up getting the link right away. I think it was the first or second result as far as the exact warranty that I have to purchase. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, you're right. You're right. Each each of these search engines kind of has their own algorithm. Um, and it's true. Google really um, has been making a lot of, you know, modifications uh, to their algos. In fact, I think the last six months of 2021, I saw more shifts in the algos than I had in, the, in probably two years combined previously. Um, There's just so much happening in that space. They're constantly trying to get it right. Um, and, and I think the thing is with Google, if, if you ask them, they're all about ex user experience. What you just spoke to would be a, a horror story for the, the Google executives, right? They, they pride themselves on if you have a query, they can help you get most directly to that, um, you know, solution or uh, the, the, the information that you need. And, and so that they are always changing their algos. Um, for search engine optimization, if you're studying this and you have a sense of where those algos are pointing and what is most, you know, um, definitively important, you can position the website to, to, uh, to rank, uh, you know, in, in light of that. So I guess to answer your question, for the most part, I feel like Google does get it right, but depending on SEO and how it's harnessed, it's true. Sometimes you can kind of game the system a bit and move sites to the top that maybe aren't as thematically relevant. Google does their best to also catch that in due course. And that's why, here's the interesting part of it. If you are doing SEO to finesse yourself into a position where you really shouldn't be, and the, the, the thematic contextual nature is, is weak at best, what's going to happen is one of two things. Either A, your click-through rate is going to be low because people are going to look and think, well, that's not really what I want. So Google's really watching constantly that if you do rank, the people are not clicking through, maybe that there's, there's something there that, that isn't appropriate in, in, in the relationship to the query, and eventually you'll start to atrophy. The second thing is maybe, you know, the, the meta information induces the click. So you show up, people click, they land on the site, and guess what? It's not relevant. Like you said, it wasn't what you were really looking for. So what happens? They bounce. And Google can see that too. So if you have an exceptionally high bounce rate or your time on site is really low, this starts to send quality signals back to Google. And then ultimately, they're, they're constantly finessing, therefore, in the search results so that they're getting the best. So 
you know, ranking top of Google, that's only half the battle. And it's funny because that's where everybody believes the war is won. It's being able to sustain those rankings. Um, that's really, and, and, you know, and that's where the onsite optimization is important. Sustain the rankings is something interesting because I've had this conversation a few times with some marketing SEO people. So I'm not going to repeat the, the whole story. Avid listeners of the show have probably already heard it. Um, but my whole life, I always ranked David Strasser, the David Strasser. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, there becomes a doctor, David Strasser. And Dr. David Strasser that instantly gets the info pain, gets ranked number one. And even though I own, doc, uh, David, even though I own davidstrasser.com, now I'm like on page 10 of Google and it's like, hold on, wait a second, what's going on here? So now I own drdavidstrasser.com and now I'm back to number one again on the, on the search results. No, it, it was a little bit more than that. I have to do a lot of SEO work, a lot of tweaking. I mean, I started writing for Forbes and you know the podcast has been picking up. So you combine that with the individual SEO efforts that I did, and that really ended up helping us uh, out a lot. Yeah, you know, it's so so. I, I love what you just said. I mean, there's a lot to that. And one element that I think is very critical is I feel like lately, more often than not, I've been saying um, building authority builds brands. Now, what you were just speaking about was a personal brand, your own name. But if we kind of take that analogy a little bit further, we think about um, the same thing happens to companies all day long. They own a space um, and a competition comes in and next thing they know, maybe they don't own that space anymore and they see the atrophy and they're falling in the rankings and you wonder why. And here's the interesting component about what you said. You said it was a doctor that kind of ended up taking that space, yes. And, and, then, and then the remediation that you did through Forbes and different things, and that kind of helped you to regain that impression share in those rankings. All of that backs into authority. I also opened the office up exactly in his hometown where he's located. So I have a business office in Woodland Hills, Texas now as well, too. It's okay. listed on my website. So that also helped me. Uh, I don't know if that's <laughs> cheating, but... Uh, uh, it helped me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, but exactly. And, but I think here's the interesting component. It's like, if you open an office and so now the geo segmentation matches up, that's a, that's that there, there's no doubt there's an influence and a nudge in the right direction. That's a, a an appropriate tactic in that the sense. And so, but what really is going to start moving pretty sneaky. Needles, it's a little sneaky. I, I thought that is pretty sneaky, but it's a little hey, sneaky. I got to protect my brand and my identity and this is just uh, yeah. like a regular doctor that works at a hospital. It's not like he's out there purposefully trying to do brand recognition or out there on podcast interview. Just a regular doctor in the hospital that, you know, started getting picked up by things like the healthgrades.com sites and stuff like that. And that's why they outranked him over me, which I thought was very unfair because up until those sites picked him up as a doctor, I absolutely owned that domain 100%. Yeah, and I think that is a clear dotted line back to the epicenter for Google these days, which is trust and authority, and authority having that capital A. In other words, um, they're looking for the EAT within their algorithm, which is this expertise, authority, and trust. 
and it, and brands are up against this all day long too. And so the, the and so here's the interesting thing: we can tell Google all day long, and and the other search engines too, who we are, what we do, where we matter, and why. And that's a great start. The other part of it, however, is you know that's us in a, in, a, in a singular communication outward. It's when the outward communication pointing back matches what we're saying that real synergy in a concert happens where first Google hears us and then they begin to believe us. It's when other sources are talking about you in the same way you speak about yourself. They're looking for that expertise. They're looking for authority and doctors. Well, as you said, they naturally have it because they're naturally bubbling up in, in you know, in, 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 in journals and different places where that authority happens. And for brands, it can be very, very similar, like you spoke to. You can get into Forbes uh, councils. You can, you know, you can drop PR. You can have even, you can do, you can have podcasts and, and get digital press. And so it begins to build thought leadership and trust. And that authority is extremely critical in, in the search ranking. I spend about two hundred and fifty dollars a year on dot com name renewals just on different variations of my own name. How crazy is that? But I think it's worth the investment because it it's protecting my identity. And it, uh, truth be told, I'm not a doctor today, but I'm 38. You know, eventually I would like to go for a doctorate in, in some sort of business or, or continue. I have a degree in information sciences and technology. So uh, eventually I would like to carry on that path and who knows, maybe in my forties, I'll end up saying, Hey, okay, let me study for that doctorate. And I am reserving the right for that. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a far stretch. Like I'm just taking it because uh, the other doctor got it, but it's something that I've always said that, Hey, I went to college late. So I've always said it. If I go to college, I'm going to go all the way through and become a doctorate. Now, the way that student debt works, like there's a limit with that. So I had to kind of stop and slow down for a little bit. <laughs> but eventually, I hope to pick that back up once uh, that gets paid off. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, I agree with you in protecting the brand ability and just our names. And like you said, our identity. And I do think that there are a multitude of different uh, domain names that, that help us to do that. Um, sometimes, frankly, even, even typo domain names if our names are hard to pronounce or there's some things like that that that's surprising you said typo domain name so i think it is insane when i have my fingers on the wrong place in the keyboard and i type something out to search in google and it says did you mean and it brings up like the whole phrase the way that it was supposed to be that is crazy yeah it really is and 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 actually that's that's a very strong tactic in in performing keyword research like if you're really trying to ideate it could be domain name, sure, but even just you know, just just the different queries that you might want to rank for or have some visibility in. Just starting to type that that's that query into search and seeing what they're suggesting that really gives you kind of this lens around what are other people searching for in that vein. And and to your, you know, it's it could be some of the typo, sure, and other just semantic related terms. But um, I was going to mention like when when my when when I, when my son was first, well, I think uh, his mom was maybe three months uh, along, and we chose what name we would give him when he was born, I immediately went and bought the domain name. Like he wasn't even on the earth yet. <laughs> that was going to be one of my next questions. Do you believe that everybody 
should own their own domain name. I think in a perfect world, we would, could, and should. I don't think it's very possible in today's world, though. I think they're mostly taken. It's funny how many people literally just squat on people's names because they know that there's a value to that. I, I would, I'm not saying that having your, your, your name as a domain name means that you will own, and you know this, the top rankings in search. I'm not saying that, but I am saying, which, which, which you mentioned too, it protects our identity to a, to a degree. It, it, it allows us to have that. And even just an email communication, to have it come from you at your name, I think there's so much value to these things. Or as we, as we you know, transcend through life and maybe we want to have our CV and resume, I have my own website with my name. But really, I, I did it, you know, like you said, for, for, for you know, personal brandability, but also, you know, identity. And so when I send emails, technically, I can email from johnlightfoot.com, you know. Um, and so I think there's a lot of value to it. And, and so, yeah. So another topic we started to scratch the surface on was just kind of the domain authority link building. Why don't you give us some of the do's and don'ts so that way, you know, we can kind of properly craft domain authority and you know and separate the the junk domain authority you know versus legit domain authority absolutely thank you i i think for domain authority so many of us are caught up in in what's referred to as the da which is domain authority but we speak to it as da because it has a metric attached to it you know the domain authority could be anywhere from zero to 100 and oftentimes we kind of get stuck around, well, I, you know, my domain authority it should be at least 50, should be at least 60. People kind of just pick numbers and feel good about it. And it's true, though, the higher you increase your domain authority, frankly, the better it's going to help you um, rank within your coveted keywords and impression sharing things. But there's more to it than that, like you, what you just asked about. I mean, the first segment behind this is DA, domain authority, is just one metric. And it's not the only one. In fact, a lot of websites artificially inflate that. So if, if you obtain a link and say, great news, I, I got a DA62. Well, that's a start. But before you put the link on that DA62, there's a lot to think through, right? What should your, I mean, what should somebody shoot for to have for their domain authority? I mean, what is the ideal number? Well, uh, that's a fantastic question. So, you know, it comes down to your industry. It comes down to your competitors. It comes down to if all things are created equal. And what I mean by that is, let's say you sell shoes, um, a specific type of running shoe even. Um, and, and so you're wondering, what should my domain authority be so that I can have that trust and strength to propel myself and search? Well, um, what do your competitors have? Has anybody looked at that lately? And, and it changes. It's a living, breathing metric. So if you looked lately, <laughs> so first thing first is, if the health of your website from an SEO perspective is, is good, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's really good, right? Speed is great. The core web vitals look good. You, you have your SSL certificates and your, your, you know, your alt data and metadata. Everything looks good from the SEO. SSL right there, HTTPS. I mean, that's something everybody should be using as a standard today. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, but, but when you start to look at your competitors, they're probably doing that too. The competitors will say, well, guess what? I have SSL and oh, oh, you, you, your site speed is, you know, on mobile is, 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 is 62. Well, ours is 61 or 63 or 65. We're all right in that same area. Um, so when things become equal, now start wondering, well, that's the onsite. What does offsite strength look like? What does your domain authority look like? And when you start running competitive analysis, I've seen 
um, competitors, and these are these are big companies that are owning critical space in search, and they're domain authorities in the high 30s, low 40s, that kind of thing. And now you start to have a barometer of where do you need to be? Where should you be in order to have that competitive nature? And I've seen other industries where, in fact, I was just looking at one last night, and the average domain authority was in the mid-60s, which is high. That's very high. Once you start penetrating in the 50s and the 60s, moving that needle north there, it gets a lot harder. But you need to know that. So you have a target that you're, you're kind of aiming for. Here's one last thing I want to say about it. It does not, you know, it, so many people believe, well, well, wait a minute, then that means I need to look at how many links do my competitors have. Um, this is not a quantitative effort. This is a qualitative effort. And, and that's the first thing I think everybody should know. This isn't about, well, my competitors have 10,412. I need 10,413. It isn't that at all. It's, it's, it's about the quality of the links that you have. And that's why I say, look beyond the DA. There's a metric called the PA, which is the page authority. That's important too, right? But there's also so much more. You've got to look at the spam score of every site you're thinking about. If the spam score is above 10%, I wouldn't touch it. Frankly, if it's above 5%, I really don't touch it. Um, it should be around 1% to 2 to 3%. Uh, that kind of thing. What's the age of the site? What's the Moz trust? What's the citation flow? Trust flow. There's so many other things about before you just put your link on the site because it has a high D. Right, right. And you said understood. So what about digital PR and how can you leverage media then to bolster your SEO, your DA, your PA, and every other A out there. <laughs> so what you do, yes, what you do is, is, is you have to have cohesion. You have to have some type of, let's just call it a keyword strategy. I say that because when you start to leverage, um, you know, PR, PR, whether it's, it's digital or traditional in a sense, ultimately what you're going to have is, is um, backlinks. You'll, you'll ultimately have a outlet talking about you. And when they do, they'll add a link to you. And so that's the first component is just doing the outreach uh, editorially, journalistically, um, even, even in a notion of, 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 of podcasts. Ultimately, the, 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 the idea here is that the, the show, the episode, will have a link back to your website. And that really helps, you know, but it helps with something more. It helps with thought leadership. And it also helps with that EAT algorithm that we talked about. When Google sees that you are be being talked to and or about, or you are talking with the press and it's being quoted or shared, that trust flow is strong. So, but you can also often ask podcast hosts or the journalists or PR outlets, when you link to me, link to me from these specific words and to this specific page of my site. And that begins to, that's a little bit more strategic, but now you start to have you're behind the wheel driving forward a little bit more. Which keywords you want that are talking about you where you, you have that impression shares? Okay, makes good sense. So one of the, the points that you had given me beforehand was FAQ versus SAQ. What is SAQ and explain what you mean about that whole topic, please. Yeah, I, you know, there's, you know, because... I'm on the side of, of, of working with a, a, a lot of different companies. Um, you know, I hear a lot of companies ask the same frequently asked questions, hence the FAQ, it's frequently asked, right? And so people ask me the same questions over a, a, a lot, and, and that's okay. I mean, they, they're, they're logical to, to their, their, their investigation of, of how do you harness SEO and how do you grow as a company. But I said the SAQ because FAQ is frequently asked questions, and I believe SAQ to be kind of that 
should ask questions. So they often ask this, but they should be asking that because I think that gets them a, a better answer to help solve their, their problems or their growth strategies. That's a very interesting way to look at that. And as you said that, I mean, a million things just went off in my head as far as even with my day job for website vision 33, you know, instead of an FAQ, what about an SAQ? Like the question, these are the questions you actually should be asking though. You're probably asking these, this is what you should be asking. Yes. And I think it, and you know, it's it, what's nice about it too is it helps. It really helps. But it, in addition to that, I think everybody kind of gets in into the same lane. Uh, you're you're able to see a clearer path to success. So uh, I do think it's important to understand the frequently asked questions. But people don't know what they don't know. So what should they be asking? And that's what I've been ideating a bit more lately. Right, right, right. Understood, understood. Hey, John, I, this has been a great interview. You have fun so far? I'm, I'm having a great time. Thank you. Wonderful question. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yeah, no, I mean, this has been like really just learning about the domain authority, the, like you were just saying about the SAQs, you know, the building, the backlinks. I think you've given a lot of people a, a ton of things to think about in a new light because it is such a competitive world out there right now to rank on any type of website, uh, you know, on Google, trying to get on the top page. I mean, it's hard, especially in your industry. It might be near impossible to do. Not impossible, but near impossible where it's, you know, it's going to take you more than 30 days. It's probably going to take you more than six months to build that up. Wouldn't you say for most people? Yeah, I do. I mean, people ask all the time, what is the standard kind of horizon timeline? And frankly, you're right. It's it, regardless of your industry, there's competition. It's a competitive space. And I think, you know, oftentimes I talk about paid search is kind of that sprint, but organic search SEO is the marathon. And so it is, it's often a six to nine month horizon. I think before there's some celebratory KPIs that everybody's hitting, but then you on from there. Um, it's the long game. And sometimes you, you're even, you know, you compete against yourself. So again, using me as an example, I have Shark Bite Biz. I have everything I do with my day job at Vision 33. I have my own personal brand with my consulting. I have our coffee company at Dead House Coffee. I have, you know, the notary business. And it's like, oh my God, how do I get these to rank the way that I want them to rank when you search for David Strasser? And that in and of itself is also a battle too, because I also have a preference of what I'd like people to see first. Do you get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I see it in a lot of ways. What you just spoke to too, which is kind of this brand ambiguity. There's, 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 it's, there's not any clear delineating lines because you have so many things happening in that space. And then also what can happen for a lot of brands is this cannibalization. We're literally, like you said, they're working against themselves because certain pages are, are starting to rank for a particular keyword. And then they put up another blog about a similar topic and that starts to rank for the same keyword. And now they're competing against themselves. It's so important to have very clear silos to the content so that they each support each other, definitely, but also am able to stand on their own in a, in a way of strength. But the, the, more, the more that you have tied back, the, the, the more ambiguous that becomes. Yeah. Yeah. So one final question here. Okay. How, how, how often do you actually Google your own name to see what's out there? You know, in, in full transparency uh, for me in particular, I rarely, I rarely look, I rarely look. 
Um, you know, it's one of those things, what do they say? It's like the hairdresser typically has messy hair or the house painter's house is usually unpainted. I'm so busy looking at everybody else. I rarely peek back at myself. John Lightfoot is uh, apparently a, a very famous um, painter. Like he's an artist, this, this, this other John Lightfoot. And so his stuff's everywhere. And I, you know, and, and, and so he's up there and I guess I'm up there too with some certain things, but I never, I never really put too much emphasis on it. I guess I spend far more time these days thinking about, about the strategic SEO solutions narrative to all of that. But I, 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 I'm, I guess I'm just always so, so focused on, on, on the brands that I steward that I really look back at myself. Yeah, I thought, I thought for the final question, I'd throw you a little bit of a curveball there. But John, hey, this has been awesome. I've had fun. We've learned a ton from you, obviously. Uh, how can people digitally stalk you online? Yeah, you know, really, the, the, the best way is just to visit, visit our website. It's strategicseosolutions.com. Um, in fact, I even baked my calendar right in there. So if people are willing to if they, they visit there, they're welcome to reach out and just schedule some time. I'm, either myself or people on the team, we're happy to chat about this anytime. We love it. It's our passion. Oh, perfect. Hey, John, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your knowledge. Uh, had a great time, learned a lot, and uh, looking forward to get you, getting you back on here sometime in the future. Would love to. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, that was an awesome video with John, right? An awesome interview, I guess I should say. But first, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it gave you the warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. But if you really want to help us out, please do us a favor, share us out to your friends. Shark Bite Biz is the greatest kept secret in the world of small, uh, small business. So please share us out to your friends, your colleagues, your family, anyone where you dwell on the interwebs, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Mind, Rumble, Odyssey, wherever you're at, we want to be at. I'd love to see nothing more than SSS and John Lightfoot out there trending. So now let's get back to our rock star guest, Mr. John Lightfoot. Social media is going down an uncertain path right now. As mentioned in the intro, Elon is buying tw Twitter. Facebook has changed to meta with a focus on the metaverse heck companies are buying even digital real estate in games like roblox uh nike nike comes to mind i think they just bought some kind of insane amount inside of roblox to have a digital store where you know players can work and stuff like that I, i'm not sure how it works my kids are into it but that's really where you got to look at at that 80 20 rule how many of your customers are actually in the metaverse or buy through social media? Yeah, depending on what you do, it could be the perfect market for you. But compare that with the trusty, dusty domain authority that's been around since the invention of search engines, pretty much. And that's what kind of John was speaking about. You know, ways to boost your domain authority so that when people search for things on Google, Things that they want to buy, but maybe they don't know what it is exactly. They just don't know the exact words to put in to pull up exactly what they want. But they do have a couple of the correct 
keywords, okay? That's where that covetive, you know, first page ranking through things like domain authority and proper SEO come into play because then if you offer the solution to their problem, guess what? They're going to be able to find you. This whole world started shifting with COVID. And now that we're at the endemic, quote unquote, supposedly, okay, taking a look at how you build your domain authority is more critical than ever at this point in time. Awesome stuff, John. Thanks for coming on and sharing about the mission that you're doing with helping small businesses grow their digital presence. Really love your story. Thank you so much again for coming on. Question of the day. Give us your thoughts on SEO and domain authority versus social media. I'd love to hear what you all think. Leave a comment down below on the video or the audio podcast. Do you want to be on the show? We are going to be starting a live stream. In fact, we'll probably be doing a test run with a Shark Bite Biz live episode coming up soon. And then from there, we'll be launching a brand new show that will be with Odata Pine, who was on the show, uh, I think, last season. And, you know, send those interview requests in because we're going to be doing live interviews. It's going to be a lot of fun. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that little join button or to the super thanks button you know give us a couple bucks to help us keep doing what we're doing or like i said before head on over to deadhousecoffee.com get the freshest coffee known on earth delivered to your doorstep just make sure you use the code shark you'll get your 20 percent off we'll get the proceeds you all know this by now but i'm david strasser this is shark bite biz and we'll see you all next episode ciao Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story.